Generative AI takes the center stage, but is your enterprise still watching from the sidelines? Come on in, let's fix that. This is Not Another Bot, the Generative AI Show, where we unpack and help you understand the rapidly evolving space of conversational experiences and the technology behind it all. Here is your host, TJ. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. Welcome to Not Another Bot, the Generative AI Show. I'm your host, TJ, and joining me today is Hitendra Arpadal, founder of Accountainer. Accountainer offers consultancy and advisory services for accounting, fintech, and SaaS enterprises, as well as providing business growth training, guidance, and coaching to top-level executives and team members alike. Hitendra is also the author of multiple books, one of them being Client Accounting and Advisory Services. The other one is The AI Accountants with an AI. The Essential Guide to the What, Why, and How of AI for Accountants. It's, it's a pretty important topic in the finance and fintech industry. Welcome, Hitain. Super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here as well. Awesome. All right. So first question for you, especially you know, given the fact that you've written these books, and I would love to know more about it. The first question for you is, what's factual? What's the hype? And what's practically realistic about AI and fintech and accounting right now? Okay, so to be on the same page, when we say we are talking about AI in relation to accounting, we are not referring to just ChatGPT or Google Bard or anything of that sort. Those are just possibly the biggest shining stars in the AI galaxy, which is much bigger than those two stars. So with that in mind, uh, AI in the sense of all-encompassing AI technology as it is invading the accounting profession. So let's look at what's factual. Factual is pretty simple. You know, automation is already happening. Data analysis can be done more efficiently. Those are, you know, kind of real current applications that happen either within the accounting softwares or outside of them using some of these chat GPT kind of stuff. But there is a big divide there. You know, what's within and what's outside those two worlds merging is difficult to ask really for accountants. The hype, if I have to pick, you know, full automation, you know, everything will be automated and accountants will lose their jobs and things like that. I don't think that's going to happen very soon. For one simple reason, AI, as you might know, it is all about data that is used to train the AI tools. So there is a world that exists outside of that data. And that's the world of your clients. So you're dealing with them, their ideas, their goals, aspirations, fears, everything is outside of that data. So how do you make these two worlds merge? You're on that boundary like an immigration officer, right? So you're trying to you know move things around. So full automation, replacement of jobs is very, very difficult. That's definitely the hype. You know, because accountants in general make a very complex judgment calls based on lots of moving parts around them, not just within databases, right? What's practically realistic, I would say data extractions, aggregations, cleaning the data as much as, you know, it is validated against certain rules and those kinds of things will become far better, far efficient now practically. AI curated data is also possible. You don't define the rules uh, so clearly based on the other rules that are existing. So what AI has learned, it can help, you know, reduce some of that work. Practically realistic is also in terms of audits instead of sample audits because of large data sizes. 
you tend to miss out on certain possible anomalies and intent of frauds and things like that. But with AI, it is very much likely to do 100% audits, which means not just detecting frauds or mistakes, but actually preventing that is more likely with the AI. Plus, you know, what if analysis or predictive analysis, you can run those things much more easier than running them, let's say, in Excel sheets, right? So because AI can literally scan through the entire database what it was trained on and bring insights that you might not have considered in those advisory services. So those are my takes on these three things. Big sense, totally. And I think the factual part certainly is something where the world needs to be more aligned to. Uh, the hype, I think, you know, the more and more we go towards, you know, automation, I think there will be at some point in time a world where we will see full automation. But to your point, yeah, it'll take its own time to get there. There's a lot of regulations, you know, uh, considerations that needs to happen. But I think there is definitely a need for that for sure. But I think, yeah, well said. Cool. Another one, just to kind of, you know, break the ice further. I think your introduction to modern AI, I mean, in your field, when was that and what was your first impression of it? Well, I think the first time I really sensed AI is making inroads was way back in 2006 when Google's founders talked about a search engine that knows everything, not just what is required to be found, but also the context of what the user is trying to do. And that was a hint towards AI. So I started looking at you know, AI started reading and things like that. But my first direct interaction with the AI tool was with IBM Watson somewhere five, six years ago. And I was pretty much enamored by natural language query, sentiment analysis, and all those things that it was doing. And initially, I thought, oh, wow, what a cool thing. You just, you know, everything in that, magic. But then I tested it myself at my home trying to figure out what the heck it is. And then I figure, oh, you need to have a database that you need to train first, and then the magic happens. So then I got that introduced in my previous company, which was like a, a fintech company offering accounting and payroll software. So we used it for training the payroll customers database in terms of support. So we identified like a thousand common questions that a new user would ask and got the answers. And it, essentially it was like you know, whichever way the question is asked, it would still go and find. That was the magic for natural language processing. That helped uh, quite a lot reducing the incoming number of calls, the customer experience improved and things like that. But it was also like, you know, not necessarily the customers would know what to ask depending upon their own competencies, knowledge and all that. So that was that gray area which we had to keep refining, keep adding questions and things like that. So that was, um, I think, NLP. I had a different meaning in my mind at that time, <laughs> right? Uh, now it's natural language processing. Yes. And we do a lot of that in, in our company here, right? We are totally an AI bot automation organization. We have the platform and nothing like NLP and the advancement of generative AI in that phase is just awesome. Well, that's a good segue to the next part of our discussion, which is for what I could understand, looking at your profile, your journey, you have been yourself very customer centric. And I would like to know, you know, given the focus that our industry have today, how can AI and especially generative AI can help improve customer centricity in the fintech and accounting industry? I'll, I'll be specific to your industry for now, but you please feel free to kind of talk and make it generic too. But that'll be my sort of question to you that how do you really want to bring that focus which you already have being customer-centric using AI and generative AI. 
Great question. You know, I'm a keen student of human behavior sciences also. And when I saw that AI can do sentiment analysis, for example, you know, that's a fantastic thing to segue into meaning. You're getting so many uh, calls and emails and, you know, messages and all that. So how do you, you know, figure out which customer to focus on, where there is going to be a problem and where you need to pay attention to? So all that goes in into this, you know, AI-generated sentiment analysis. But essentially empowering the customers to find their own answers whenever they need and simplifying that through these chatbots, uh, which are trained on large data sets and things like that. This is a really, really good thing in terms of you know, implementing generative AI into your firms or companies. You can actually use AI to predict the next actions that the customers should take in a given accounting work or financial software and things like that because you know there are defined uh, processes that are governed by the regulations of the country you cannot really divert too much from them right so if the customer has not done certain things or you know missed out on a little bit of a thing you can actually prompt the customer to do the right things and that is possible through uh, through generate ai and of course reduction in data handling frees up time for accountants to actually invest their time in implementing and applying their expertise onto client situations. That's what they're meant for. You know, unfortunately, what happened is with computerization, data became the priority focus. You got to get the data in so that you're compliant, right? All the processes evolved around, get the data in, get the output out, and so that you're compliant, right? So that made accountants go a little away from their customers. And businesses are looking for financial guidance. Businesses are looking for insights that they don't understand. Tax planning, for example, no customer really understands. If they knew the tax planning, they would be accountants by themselves, right? So all that stuff can really happen. And plus with generative AI, especially the large language models, the communication skills of accountants can improve significantly. You can do your first run of, okay, here is a you know, question, what should I reply? Get that, make sure that you're applying your mind. Don't just copy-paste, of course. But that can help you reduce the time to construct those responses. Communication is a major, major advantage here. Right within the accounting software, though, it's still early days that, you know, companies which sell accounting software, for example, will they come up with private AI that is embedded within their solutions? And if yes, a user, whether they'll have ability to interact like they interact with chat GPT and all that, we really don't know how that's going to take shape. But it is very likely that those softwares will help improve the work of accountants by making things faster, more accurate, and things like that. That itself releases more time for accountants to utilize those kinds of softwares. But that's a big question mark right now. Will, time will tell you know, how the software companies are taking this forward. But I personally see that the softwares would be able to utilize AI within the accounting softwares to generate personalized recommendations based on the life cycle of a particular client's business or the current profitability compared with the previous and whatnot, right? So there is a lot that can be done. I still remember one of my clients in the olden days, no AI that time, of course, it's all Excel stuff and some, you know, some software. And that guy would monitor the weather for what? Because they had restaurants as the clients and a big skin 
pork skin prices would go up and down with weather patterns depending upon whether there will be more production or less. So he would monitor that and go back to his clients and advise, hey, go and you know, stock up on pork skin because that's going to become more expensive. You might save $5,000, you know. So those kinds of things are pretty much possible within the AI realms if, you know, it can be connected to real live, you know, data feeds into the AI stuff. And that can, you know, connects to accounting. So their possibilities are endless. Awesome. No, totally makes sense. And I think one thing that came out as we were speaking, how do you see, like, given it's all about enhancing customer experience, right, end of the day, right, all of it, whatever we're doing, whether we're generative AI in the field of AI, it's always been so. From your perspective, no matter what size of the company we're talking about, should they be using AI right now to improve their overall CX and generative AI per se? Also, what will be the biggest sort of, you know, roadblock today if you have been hearing, especially in, in your field of accounting, you know, or predominantly in any field? What's sort of roadblock also in terms of the adoption of advanced AI and generative AI? If you could just, you know, spend some time and those two questions would be great. So generative AI, you know, large language models, chat GPTs and BARDs of the world, they become so popular. So they generally, of course, generate text. So anything that relates to communication between two entities, two human beings, they can be really very much positively affected by these tools. And you've got to jump on this and, you know, make sure you're testing, you're experimenting, you see what comes up. And things like that. And over a period of time, you'll get better and better of putting the right prompts in. <laughs> so questions asked to AI, as specific, as precise they are, the better answers you get. So you learn that by experimentation. So absolutely, yes. Marketing, sales, explaining your value to your customers, you know, putting things on your website. How do you express that much better than you could ever do before? So all of that stuff, this is creative work. And it takes time. And obviously, uh, accounting businesses, they're so focused on, you know, getting the work out so that their clients can perform. So sometimes you tend to give lesser time to these uh, important things. All of that stuff can become far more powerful with generative AI. And with, uh, of course, you know, images and videos generation and all that, the possibilities are even more wider now. Process automations, data analysis, all of that stuff goes into the AI realm now. So biggest stumbling block, the blocks as far as accounting profession is concerned, accounting is a regulated profession. Everything has to comply with laws, right? Every single financial transaction has to comply with some law, either a tax law or accounting, whichever depreciations and whatnot, right? So first and foremost, will generic AI models really be competent enough to handle all of that stuff? And again, this is not just... Uh, a particular market or a particular country and U.S. states and every state has their own regulations and things like that. It's pretty complex. And you might cut down on research time using AI, but are you going to take the AI answer and think that it is compliant and just apply it to the customer situations? May not be. Plus, now you've got the responsibility. It's not the AI as a technology that is responsible for complying with the law. It's the accountant who is responsible on behalf of their client. It's all on you. So if you're going to be responsible, you better know, first, it is accurate. It is related to a particular specific law. And three, it is correctly applied. And four, you can explain that to the regulatory authorities if there are questions around what you submitted to them, right? So all of these things are really trust issues. And we just don't know whether AI will really be there in terms of what accountants can do 
and uh, just based on data and elements and things like that, they can the system do that? That's a problem. Regulators, we don't know what, how they're thinking. There are, of course, plans to regulate AI, and it is still in the nascent stages. Then you're talking of data availability. Does one particular company that creates AI has access to the entire accounting profession's entire data? Not possible right now. So based on the data that got trained on, does it cover all the situations? So there's always going to be these gray areas, at least for the next few years, till such time things start congregating and aggregated and things like that. Then you're talking of skills gap. As of now, ChatGPT, everybody jumped on. Doesn't mean you know AI. Okay, my biggest pitch on my book is use AI for sure. Be a user, but also learn how AI is created how AI learns on its own, and how AI works so that you can anticipate what is coming out of AI. Is it more or less within the lines that you're thinking of? In any case, you got to trust but verify, as they say. You got to take it, make sure you're applying your own professional expertise, and only then utilize your you know, AI tools outputs. So those are things. And ultimately, it will also boil down to cost considerations. And that's going to be difficult for the time being in terms of really you know, assessing those how much time and efforts you're going to be you know, saving by using AI tools, how much expertise AI tools will provide, and will that replace some of your ability to sell more or less to your clients because of the time? That's only by experience people will know. So as of now, even if some AI tool comes with XYZ you know, cost per month, and it will tell you, okay, you can save you know, three times XYZ by utilizing this AI. How do you measure that? as a user. So those are, I think, the stumbling blocks in reality. Interesting. Very interesting. Amazing insights there. I mean, there's so much to learn. I should definitely read the book for sure. I think there's more than what it looks like from the outside of it. So thanks for sharing that. Now that you talked about a few of these things already, I mean, I just, again, doubling down on two things here. One, do you still see the potential? And as we, as industry of accounting and fintech is growing, how AI can, you know, work within adaptive regulatory frameworks and evolve the legislation across multiple different jurisdictions? Is that still something which you think will be possible as we go through this entire process with AI and generative AI? And also secondly, what is the potential of AI in accounting today, essentially for removing illegal or sort of unethical practices from the industry entirely? So they're like two questions together, if you may want to think about this a bit. So regulatory frameworks, when it comes to accounting taxes, is pretty complex. You know, within the country, of course, there's a lot of complexity around that. You go cross-border transactions, even more complexity, right? So getting all of that into one AI tool might be extremely challenging. Plus, when you have so many rules that apply to a given business, how do you ensure that you are considering all possible angles for a given transaction to be checked for regulatory compliance? Those are the expertise levels that accountants sell. That's very, very hard because again, it's like outside of AI, there is a world and you're trying to bring that into AI and then try and check. That's a massive complex task, right? And then, you're talking of the regulators themselves. You know, how are they looking at this? You know, as I have this little question for, uh, you know, accountants, typically I would ask, uh, you know, imagine the client walks into a CPA firm's office or goes on a CPA firm's uh, website or calls up a CPA firm and a robot, which is trained on accounting, 
you know, powered by generative AI, which has passed the CPA exam, starts answering those questions. How would that client, as of now, feel? Will he be comfortable? Or say, can I talk to a human, please? Right? All this stuff is uh, possible. So from those angles, that complexity doesn't go away so easily. It will, of course, improve. AI. Technically, it's just in starting phases. Let's say five years down the line, if you ask me the same question, I might give you a different answer. Cool. Just kind of absorbing quite a bit of things. So I think you touched upon the CPA aspect of it. How close are we to seeing an AI become a certified CPA in the accounting industry? Yeah, in fact, we saw the news. Uh, ChatGPT took the CPA exam and failed. And then after a few days, it passed the CPA exam, right? Essentially, you know, how it must have been tested is not, you know, ChatGPT took the exam. Somebody entered all the, those questions into ChatGPT. ChatGPT gave the answers. Somebody verified those answers and say, oh, 85%, whatever that was correct. That doesn't make ChatGPT a CPA, right? It's just a good data research that it did and came up with the exact precise things that are asked in those questions, right? And that's where this robot thing comes in. A robot CPA, would people trust it? How will ChatGPT correlate a business owner's goals or situations to the applicable laws that CPAs generally are very, very much trained on, right? And it also depends on the customer's ability to understand what a CPA does. Because if a customer was to go and ask, let's say, a tax question to ChatGPT or AI CPA, right? The organization AI CPA is there, right? So if the customer was to ask that, would the customer be really equipped to ask the tax question in a very precise way? They're not. Right? Which means they might ask wrong questions, they'll get wrong answers, make wrong conclusions, and end up in the wrong place when it comes to IRS and you know, the tax authorities. So that's going to be uh, very, very uh, challenging right now, even if you know the chat GPT is become okay, CPA exam passed, which is a good thing. It kind of tells the users, look, it has covered ground. It has been trained on many tax laws and audit laws and things like that. So maybe it's a good thing. At least we can use it for research. We don't have to worry too much about it. At least it will give me, here is what you should look at. And then I take it forward and use my expertise, right? Instead of doing, let's say, a Google search and getting 10,000 results and clicking and clicking and finding which one is a good result for me, right? And your thoughts, I mean, I think it looks like given now that ChatGPT has cleared the CPA exam, do you feel that over a period of time or even now, it's going to free up, you know, accountants work a little bit more and they can focus on a lot of the critical and complex scenarios. Is that something which you're already seeing? And I'm sure you're expecting that to happen. And also second is what sort of balance you generally see now that it's a reality, right? We all have to accept that it exists and it will exist with humans. What is the balance that lies between using AI to enhance the work of existing, you know, accountants today? Also, if there is any sort of cost reduction uh, which you would see or customers would see going forward from here, purely practically on the outcomes of including AI into accounting and fintech. So I personally feel whichever direction it is going, we're all moving the profession towards its intended purpose. Accountants, to the best of my understanding and experience, was not meant to just handle data. The whole purpose of handling data itself was to help and empower and enhance customers' financial lives. Right? That's the purpose. 
Now you become so busy in you know getting those data insights that you are left with very little time to make that impact. Now AI is going to make that happen. So that's a great positive direction that it's all going towards, right? The focus up till now was making sure everything is compliant and that involved a lot of data handling. That focus will reduce and it will give time for uh, professionals to apply their expertise to client situations. In fact, I did a quick poll survey and accountants themselves, two in three accountants are now expecting new types of jobs to emerge in the profession because of AI. Accountants, as I figured out four or five years ago, will become AI accountants. That's the title of my book. Those are not like robot CPAs. Those are accountants augmented by AI. That's the meaning. Auditors will turn into AI auditors. Again, not the robot doing the audit, but the auditors will themselves audit the outputs of AI. That's absolutely likely. And it should be done because you got to make sure AI, which, you know, even the AI creators say that they don't know what the AI will do. So here you're talking of governments, finances, money, real assets, regulations, right? What did the audit software do that was created with AI, whether that is correct, and whether the AI software is itself created in a very compliant way. That's going to be very technical, and that will require new skills from auditors. Maybe uh, some data engineers will ultimately come and be CPAs. So engineer plus CPAs would be those AI auditors, I would say. The possibilities are immense. And then you're talking of balancing between AI and the work. Essentially, I take it as all technologies so far created by human beings. We are just augmenting human beings, giving them new powers. AI should also be treated like that. And it will be. In fact, in medical sciences, for example, you know, anybody who undergoes an operation entirely by surgery, by entirely by a robot, I'm not sure I'm going to sign that you know, hospital agreement, right? So that's how it is. So ultimately, it's all augmenting or empowering uh, human beings. And that is the way uh, we all should think about in terms of either as an industry or profession, you could be you know, using data-driven insights, uh, most importantly, improving your business decision-making capabilities now because you have far more depth of knowledge of what's really happening. You're not making too many gut feel decisions in business that AI can make that happen. You got to be strategic when you deploy AI in your firms or companies. What is it that you want the AI to do and why? You know, what is it that it will do that we were not able to do previously? Or we were doing something wrong that AI will prevent us from doing. You got to be really, really strategic. And when it comes to uh, compliance driven you know, professions, you're talking of also ethical considerations. You know, there used to be this typical story of a dilemma of a company of generating more profits at the cost of harming the environment. So if you put AI, which is a financial analysis expert tool, it might just crunch the numbers and show that here are the profit growth uh, things that you can do. It might simply miss out on human factors, diversity and inclusion factors, environment factors. How do you leave that to balancing by AI itself? There's no formula there. So these are things that you need to balance. You can cut costs, but cutting costs is to deliver better services, insights to your clients, which means 
you're not saying, okay, we implemented AI. Now we don't need 63% of workforce. That's not going to happen. You're going to be soon in trouble because AI will just, you know, ramble along. No, absolutely. And I think human intelligence, augmenting human intelligence is basically where, why AI was even developed, right? It's never, you know, sort of either or. It was always a combination of both. And how can you really automate, make, you know, your customers, your users' life easier while they use use the product or the solution? I think that's basically what I totally agree with that because that's something which we have been saying as a story for the longest time. I often say one type of AI is greater than the other type of AI. The first AI is the accountant's intelligence, AI, is greater than the artificial intelligence. Combined, two of them combined together are greater than any which of these. So true. Very well said. I have two more questions and we'll go to kind of the closing questions. I would have said 10 years, but I would like to kind of cut it short and say, how do you see AI or generative AI specifically impacting the fintech and account industry in the next five years? With the pace we are doing things and that's coming along in the journey and and also seeing, I mean, we ourselves are seeing enterprises adopting our products with generative AI powered system and platform. Certainly five years, maybe a lot of evolution by that time. So would love to know your thoughts in the accounting and fintech industry how generative AI is going to be making that impact. Yeah, I think I would love for AI to extract all the experiences, insights that I've gathered over a period of my whole career and start selling it for me so that I can easily retire and it keeps putting money in my bank account, (laughs) right? But if it comes to accounting, full automation, right? But uh, I think in the next 10 years, of course, you know, the path seems to be, the direction at least seems to be very clear. Automation of repetitive tasks, data, intensive tasks, that's going to, you know, keep happening, you know, to that uh, level of possible full automation. Financial reporting can be streamlined. There are so many different data structures uh, across various fintechs that serve the profession. There's no single rule like, you know, I to do, for example. Not everybody follows that. So it's all separate islands. And that causes a lot of unnecessary work in terms of financial reporting and trusted financial reporting in terms of audited and all that stuff. That's going to be made better and better possible. Regulatory compliances would certainly improve with the help of AI. Predictive analytics for auditing, very much likely. So today we take samples for audit. Tomorrow we start doing concurrent audits real time as the data is getting created throughout the anomalies based on whatever standards you follow as an organization or laws that you need to follow. Bring that to attention and make sure you're taking action even before your regulatory audit time comes right so that helps you know making sure that you're in the right line biggest thing for accountants would be the advisory and business decision support systems now that's going to be really really interesting place to see because as of now to generate an insight and provide advice that is actionable, you got to invest a lot of time understanding several things. And a big part of that is really getting into data and finding trends and things like that. Not everybody can do it. Even if you have software, the cost would prohibit you from applying those to very small entities. Not that the small businesses don't need advice, right? So that is likely to level play the field to some extent over the next many years, which means overall it should help people become better in their financial lives. That's a good social impact that AI can bring in. Collaboration and communication, that's going to explode 
even today you're talking of you know large language models and all the creative stuff it can do and all that so that's going to be really i remember there used to be this software that would take away your work of setting up calendar meetings with outside entities so essentially there would be a robot that will keep sending emails on your behalf and it looks like a normal human being writing to you you confirm something and it analyzes and it's oh wait uh, you know by the time you confirmed he said there is calendar slot got taken away here are two next slot which one works for you and there was all entirely ai working behind the scenes right so i reached out the ceo of that company and said if i send an email to one of my prospects and that prospect is also using your system so one ai is talking to another ai so how does it work and he says as long as a human being gives access to the calendar it's all perfectly okay don't worry about it right so that collaboration and communication to help things move forward to their intended end all that effort can go away with ai you're focusing only on what you need to do rather than just being you know having a admin overhead on that so well described yeah very thoughtful <laughs> i i think you know one of the key things which we just mentioned is something we have been discussing here right how do we ensure that we increase the productivity of the agents who are right behind sitting and getting the information you know when the customer is talking to the bot and we we can do you know close to 80 to 90% containment and automation that self service queries are easily taken care of but then how do we make the life of the agent really easy by giving them summarization able to kind of understand the sentiment and also change the tone of their reply i think that goes a long way because then the customer is not only taken care of but an agent doesn't have to go through tons of information that might have been provided by the customer while talking to the bot so that with the large language models and summarization that's one big thing you know which definitely helps but also knowing the sentiment and generating a reply to kind of manage the situation which may be more attuned to the customer's requirement at that time is equally critical so i think just to what you were saying i could definitely see you know some of the call outs there so thank you so much for that yeah you can use one more thing there you know use predictive analytics based if it's all based on data you could uh, tell the customer hey look this is what happened and you got to ask the company this question okay so train the customer on asking the right questions at the right time i mean sky's the limit there i think i think we have taken the journey and we built quite a few initial you know sort of large language models which are smaller in size to kind of solve for a lot of these questions which are very complex you know you need more of the human like empathy human like interactions and that's what generative ai does predominantly so we have been doing that a lot so we're seeing some great results already it's just helping us we still are kind of building it in such a way that our customers can see when or customers can actually see the benefit of talking to a bot and getting their queries answered any time of the day anywhere they are and i think that is going to be helpful but no doubt you know different industries will have its own regulations this you know kind of processes to follow will get there but the initial part of just getting out there quickly solving for the the questions customers have by giving them a platform is equally critical to solve for you know today's need and the complexity of the situations they deal with so well awesome i have a very interesting question to kind of end with <laughs> and i will definitely ask your opinion as well which you want to give to the audience first question is if you could go back in time give a career advice to a 21 year old of yourself what would it be 
And if also, secondly, any advice for the enterprises or organizations that probably will be listening into the, this podcast on anything you want to talk about, generative AI and the adoption of it? Sure. I think you know, when I started, computerization was rapidly progressing at that time, the basic computerization, right? So you're always like, okay, I need to learn this, I need to learn that, this tech, tech that tech, and all that stuff, right? So you embrace technology, okay. You want to be ahead of the technological curve, okay. The biggest thing that one can, should do, or must do rather, is focus on what technology cannot do. That's where your market will be, right? Rest everything is an enabler, right? If you can figure that out, you will be far ahead in your careers. This is what I feel now. I wish I knew this before. And for any enterprise that wants to be in sync with the times today, there's so much happening in the AI world, it's easy to get overwhelmed. And you've got to strategize, you know, your use of AI. You know, what exactly are you going to use and why? You've got to justify yourself. And you have uh, what I call a test kitchen or experimentation budget, you know, for experimenting with AI tools. Because irrespective of what your purpose is or your strategy is, you've got to test some things to implement in your business, right? So you've got to have uh, that budget for yourself. And you can't be catching up. You know, you can either keep a strategy, okay, I will keep up with technology, then you're always chasing. Or you'll say, I will leap up and go ahead, right? So that's what you need to do. And you can, it can be as simple as, you know, 1%, half a percent of your total top line to experiment, right? And intent is not enough, technology is real, the implementation is a real cost and effort, so you better test it. Hey, Tain, that was amazing. I have to tell you, there were so many things which we all need to learn about, especially in the fintech accounting side of the business. But also, I think the, the experience and the knowledge you have of the industry and how things have changed over a period of time, talking about, you know, all the data aspect to how things would be and the adoption and productivity of whether it's accountants or, you know, agents or to enhance the customer experiences, you know, the key to the business success. So keeping that in mind, I really want to thank you for joining us today. Not another bot, the Generative AI show. And super pleased to have you here. We'll be talking more in future for sure. Thanks, Atendra. Sure. Thank you for having me. And I hope you know the audience takes away some actionable insights from this. And the best wishes for their AI-driven success. Awesome. How impactful was that episode? Not another bot, the Generative AI show, is brought to you by Yellow.ai. To find out more about yellow.ai and how you can transform your business with AI-powered automation, visit yellow.ai. And then make sure to search for The Generative AI Show in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at yellow.ai, thank you for listening. 